0: Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. If you're not naturally good at sales, I am giving you permission to stop stressing about that right now. Gone are the days of needing to be a natural born salesperson in order for your business to succeed. Yes, making sales is still important. After all, without them, we have no revenue, no profit, no business, but you don't need to sell one-on-one anymore if you don't want to. A really good sales page will do the work for you. It'll do all the heavy lifting. It'll sell your product or service to many instead of one-on-one. And it gives you the ability to sell more while working less. But what do we put on that sales page to entice our potential customers to buy? Well, today's guest is going to walk us through the structure of a high converting sales page so you can hit the ground running with yours. Sarah Walton is a business mentor who's been featured on the Today Show, speaks at women's conferences all around the world, and has helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they love. She honed her business building skills working with startups and large corporations where she managed a profit and loss worth hundreds of millions of dollars. She's the host of the Game on Girlfriend podcast, and she's known for her weekly Coffee with Coach streaming video conversations on Monday mornings. Although Australian listeners will have a little bit of a time difference for those, but I will link you so you can check them out. And Sarah has become the go-to resource of inspiration, no-nonsense teaching, and practical integration for women in business ultimately putting more money in the hands of more women. So welcome, Sarah. I am so excited that you're here today. Ah, Marissa, I'm so happy to be here with you. This is fantastic. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy to have you here because sales pages are something that I know a lot of our listeners struggle with. They know that I don't know. I think they're getting cluey with the fact that you can sell one to many without having to personally be there anymore because the digital world is just, you know, we've come leaps and bounds in the last 10 years. But sales pages, I notice a lot of my clients, they get stuck getting started. They procrastinate Mm. on sales pages because it feels like there's a lot of overwhelm, especially when you're used to seeing super long sales pages yourself. And there's so much important stuff that you can put into it. But I think what happens is we look at other people's sales pages and we just get this, like, massive overwhelm hitting us, right? When we think we've got to create one else. Where do we start? Mm. What do we put in there? Are we putting too much? Are we putting not enough? Which mm. things actually convert people and which is kind of fluffy stuff that that is still important, but doesn't actually move the needle forward. It's like, there's just so much to consider. And I know that when we have so much going on in our brain, that's when we tend to freeze, right? And we just don't yeah. do anything. And another six months passes and nothing's happened. So to have somebody on the podcast that's like nope sales pages are fine we do it step by step we do it this way I'm like people are gonna love this
1: <laughs> it's so true I mean if I may I just want to jump right in and say I totally get that I think <laughs> that is the hardest part is getting started right like just a funny story we here in the United States we have to have like um little fire what are they fire extinguishers like in mm-hmm. the house right and there's these regulations we have to do through, whatever and I was laughing so hard. My stepmom was here and I was like, I don't want to put it on the wall. Like, I'm so scared. She's like, give me the thing. She put the nail in the wall, right? Before we put the screw in, she goes, there, the Band-Aid's ripped off. Ugh. Now you can get started. And I was like, that is such a metaphor for so many things we're all scared to do. I was like, Ugh. just put the dang nail in the wall. Let's get started. And I was like, that was brilliant. Um, and I will say for sales pages, I think the first thing you want to do is picture the first, the first image. How do you want people to feel that first image and the title? The end. Like, just start there. That's it. Just do that. Just do
0: that. That feels doable. Just that, just (laughs) one step. And you're right, because that's the first thing people see when they jump on the page, right? So all you have to do is think, what do I want to be the first? What do I want as the first thing people see when they jump on the page? Yeah, that's such a good point. Easy. I love it. So what do you think... What do you think people struggle with the most when it comes to sales page? Do you think it's the whole thing or do you think there's imposter syndrome in there or do you think they're worried about, sometimes, I remember when I first started my business, I got my offers out there and as soon as I published any kind of sales page, I, I was like, no, I need to take it down because what if somebody buys it and then then they don't like what I buy? You know, there's so much mental stuff going on back there. Do you think that's why we struggle with getting sales pages done? It's like the mental side of things. I do. I think, listen, it's not normal to sell stuff. Like, we don't come out
1: of the womb going, hey, look at this. I've got this handy dandy. Like, that's not normal. We don't do that. And I think we think of sales pages like that. And they're not. It's much more like, um, oh, my gosh, I read this book. You are going to love it. I I watched this movie. You are going to, oh, my gosh, you're just going to love it so much. And I think when we can start to flip the mental game of sales pages to what they actually are, in my humble opinion, is a celebration. It's a celebration. If somebody is about to find something that's going to make their life amazing, oh my God, celebrate that. That's so exciting. And I think that is the number one shift we have to have because you don't not plan your friend's birthday party. You get lit up and excited about that, right? You don't not plan something exciting when it comes to vacations. You work on that. You don't not plan what you're going to wear to that next event. You know what I'm saying? That's fun. That's exciting. And I think if we can think about our own offers that way. It takes all the yuckiness out of it. And it takes work to get there. I don't mean to sound like all like, oh, it's just a simple mindset flip that takes some work for you to recognize that what you're offering is a celebration, mm-hmm. but once you're in it and you start to kind of dip your toes in it. And like I said, you think of that first image and you think of the title and you're like, oh my gosh, they're going to be so excited. As mm-hmm. soon as you start that, all of a sudden the rest of it starts to come together. And I think, One of the other reasons we think of sales pages as hard or uncomfortable is I think a lot of business owners don't think about sales pages for what they actually are. Mm -hmm. And I consider sales pages to be extraordinary business assets in that I can be on this conversation with you and I have a sales page up that's working for me. I can be recording my own podcast and there's a sales page up that's working for me. I can be working one-on-one with my clients or working inside the Abundance Academy and my sales pages are working for me. sort of an asset is unbelievably powerful. And it gives you all that time, all that stuff everybody talks about, oh, look, free time. You don't have a great sales page. Who's doing that work for you? You have Mm. to do it all yourself. And that's not fun. So now you've missed out on the celebration for all the people who are looking. That's so sad, right? And you don't have that amazing asset out there for your business. And so I think if we can take, you know, sort of the, the focus off of us, Mm-hmm. which is where imposter syndrome syndrome comes from. Like, oh, it's about me. What if I, what if I, what if I, it's not yeah. about us. It's about them. Soon as you flip that and you start to focus on that on a sales page, it's about what your business needs in that asset. And it's about what the potential customer needs to celebrate inside their own lives. Once we start looking at it like that, it's not so tough.
0: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> And you know, it's funny when you said celebration, I think to all the times I've been excited about something, anything in my life. And I've told friends about it. Like, let's say I've gone and seen seen a really, really good movie. I'm on the phone to them or I'm texting them saying, you need to watch this. It's so good. This is how I felt. This is why I loved it. And uh, that's me selling somebody else's movie to my friends. So it's not actually (laughs) the big job we think it is. It's really just sharing what's good about something and sharing how it's going to make something in their life better. Right. I think yes, that's, correct. that's kind of the, yeah. That, that's yeah. And, it.
1: yeah. And I think to listen, I mean, my thing about imposter syndrome, honestly, like that whole thing is it's so, um, and God knows we all suffer from it. I know. I don't mean this like finger pointing, but it's so egocentric, Yes, right? It really, it's all about us when we're worried about that kind of stuff. You know, and I think too, okay, I lied. There's one more block that comes up to people for sales pages. And I love what you said about, oh no, what if somebody buys it? Then I have to actually do the thing. <laughs> that's, that's real. Um, but it's also embarrassment. I think it's embarrassed being seen starting small, yeah, which is what so many people are embarrassed. Like, oh, I'm supposed to launch and have 50 million followers. It's like, who said that? Where do you think those people didn't start with 20 people? Five of which were, you know, their aunts and uncles, like, come <gasps> on, everybody starts there. It's Okay. So I think there's also that little bit of embarrassment in being seen starting small or not looking big enough again, Mm -hmm. all wrapped up in ego. And I'm not saying that to say that's bad. We just want to recognize that because most people who started a business or really want to do something amazing is because you wanted to help other people and that's not ego driven. So don't let your sales page be ego driven.
0: Exactly. And just because you don't have millions of followers doesn't mean you haven't been working in your field for the last five, 10, 20 years. Doesn't mean yeah. you haven't worked with clients before. Doesn't mean you haven't done something that puts you in the field of yes, I know what I'm talking about. I know how to help people with this. So those numbers, you're right, they shouldn't play the big part that we usually play with them. So yeah, yeah. I think that's a really good really interfere.
1: Um, and if somebody, if you guys are listening and somebody's brain just went, Yeah, but I
0: yeah, but I am
1: small. One of my favorite exercises, if that's happening to you, is actually figure out how many people you need to work with every year to hit your numbers. Yeah. Um, for me, I have, I'm sorry, I'm looking to the side because that's where my my little vision board is over there, right? I need 80 humans in my business every year, 80. I don't need 50 million followers nor do I necessarily want that because my my message is very concentrated but such a great exercise to do is figure out how much you want to make every year and how many human beings would you actually need in your life to cause that to happen and mm-hmm. all of a sudden creating an a, an amazing sales page for those 80 people right or 100 people or if you have like a lower price point like let's say 500 people in a year. That's really not that many human beings for you to run into. And then you create the sales page with love and excitement with those 500 people in mind. It gets so much easier.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you're right. That takes a lot of pressure off. It makes it seem a lot more doable. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about exactly what to put on the page then because I know mm-hmm. words. Oh, my gosh, words are the things people <laughs> struggle with. How do I say it? What if I sound like everybody else? I don't want to look like I'm copying, but my thing helps in the same way this person's thing does. Mm-hmm. Or even just how do I talk in words that show somebody that know, that I know what I'm doing? Like copy. Copy is the big oh, thing gosh, I think people it? struggle with. Yeah, have you got any tips on copy for us? Like well, things I sure that you do. should go in the sales page? Yeah. Yes, I do. Um,
1: I call it the big promise. That, that to me is so important. It's just the big promise,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? What is what is the offer and what's the promise, right? Like right now, you guys are going to laugh at me. I'm so excited. I bought one of those iRobot vacuum cleaners and I can hear it in the other room mapping. It's Lost mapping them. my house, right? I'm dying. I'm like so happy right now. I'm dying, right? <laughs> so like for me, the big promise is I don't have to freaking vacuum my house every day. That's the promise. Yeah. That's the, that's it. That's the promise and I'm in. Right. So if you could sort of sit down and my favorite question is, where is my favorite, most ideal, most, oh, I could eat this client alive. I love them so much. Where are they right now? Mm-hmm. And what did they just think? Right. And a great example of this, I, I was working with um, one of my clients who is a nutritionist and she really helps women lose weight without the insanity. And she said, where I said, where's your client right now? She said, oh, she just pulled her jeans up over that roll," <laughs> And I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah, was like, I that, that is such a great, that's such a great thing to put on the sales page. Did you just pull your jeans up over your belly? And she was <laughs> like, that is the one comment everybody says. So that's kind of like what you're doing is you're starting to talk about the big promise, even if it sounds like it might be close to someone else's or that kind of feeling you can have. If you can get down to what you would say to your best friend. Mm-hmm. in that moment, in that very, very specific moment. Oh my gosh, did you just pull your jeans up over your stomach? Wouldn't it be great to never do that again? Oh, that's your big promise. That's so That'd be amazing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause when you're not sales person, you're just person that, that gets it, that gets it. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And that, and that takes, again, the
1: fear is lifted, right? Cause you're talking to a person. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, that's- it's not about what I can give. It's about what they want. Yeah. What oh, they'll get. Yeah, that's
1: exactly right. Wouldn't it be great to never do that again? And people go, hey, Yes. Oh my gosh. Where do I sign? And It wasn't a trick. It's not like you weren't were even being salesy. Mm-hmm. You were just creating something that wasn't possible right now. Now there's a new future possible. Um, So it doesn't matter what you're selling or if it sounds like anybody else's. It just doesn't matter. If you are thinking about your person, yeah. And where they are right now, the big promise can fall out really fast. It's really quite simple because you go, oh, I can help you with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What would happen if I help them with that? Well, if I help them with that, they'll never have to do that again. So you can kind of walk yourself through what the big promise is, um, without having to get too tricky or too wordy or like trying or to probably. find the thing. And yeah. yeah. And I think the other big mistake people make in copy is speaking. I want to say in lingo, right? Yes. So, jogging. Yeah. And this, this idea actually comes from Marie Forleo's copy cure whom I'm not, I'm not an affiliate of this course, but I cannot recommend it enough. I've purchased every course known to man ever in the history of mankind. (laughs) This is by far the best course out there. I think for people in business, if you're really worried about sales pages, that sort of thing. And she has this exercise in that course about birthday cake candles. And she says, "What does your ideal client wish for as they blow out their birthday cake candles? (gasps) And nobody says, I want to live my most authentic, powerful life. No (laughs) one is saying that as they blow out their candles, right? So that's what I mean by like industry jargon. That's you are going to lose everyone. One, because everybody uses those same words and nobody knows what the hell they mean. We know what they mean. Of course we do. But when I'm like in a moment and I'm nervous or scared, or I really want something to happen, please don't tell me I'm going to be authentic. I want to smack you. I don't know what that means. Help me. Right. So it's coming down. Oh, you know what she wishes? She wishes her husband would notice her as she blows out her candles. She wishes she felt great in her clothes as she blows out her candles. She wishes she was making more money as she blows out her candles. She wishes she could surprise her family with a vacation as she's blowing out her candles. Now you're talking, now you're dealing with your client. And that is, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make on sales page in, inside of copy are those big, weird words that don't mean anything. And that's never going to sell because it's not, I can't grab it. Like I can't wrap my hands around it. And so it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Um now, the other thing, and this is a, is a little one, but I think it's really important, and that is to write as you speak. Mm. One of the best things you can do when you're working on a sales page is take a quick walk around your block or you know, just a 10-minute walk outside, I recommend, and just use the voice memo on your phone and talk about your offer. Just talk about it um, and listen to how you speak about it and then go write it exactly that way. And mm-hmm. I think one of the most important things, especially now that internet copy has taken over the written word which makes me very sad as an English major, <clears throat> but it has, uh, we have to tell the truth um, is to use contractions. So never I am because the, I skips the, I kind of balks at that because we don't, we don't, we don't speak to ourselves that way. Super formal. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I am going into the kitchen. It's like, mm-hmm. Nope, I don't say like, that. And so when we're reading it online, it causes yeah. the brain to stop and you can lose someone in a sales page. So that's the other big mistake. Use contractions. Say I'm your, it's their, I'd, not I would. It feels really weird at the beginning, but pretty soon you'll notice it on other people's pages when they don't use contractions and it's going to bug you <laughs> because it's like, it I don't talk like
0: oh, that. Yeah. It doesn't flow.
1: Yeah. And that's really important. And I think, you know, what makes me personally happy, this is like when I've really been employing this now for probably six or seven years is my clients will text me or call me and be like, oh my gosh, I just got your newsletter. I just saw your new offer and I can hear you. Oh, I can I love that. hear you. And I'm like, yes, because then it's like your best friend is sitting next to you talking about the book, Yeah, talking
0: about the movie. And that's exactly how we want that experience to be. Yes. Oh, straight away. I'm like, we could have done a whole episode just on that one tiny section. That is such a good thing to focus on. And Mm -hmm. I guess too, the better you know your potential customer, the easier it is to come up with ways to talk to them. So I know there's kind of like a psychology in the background when it comes to your customer. So where do we kind of, yeah, where do we focus on there when it comes to what's going on with them?
1: Yeah, it's, this is so fascinating and it's always the same. And if you ever wonder, did that Sarah Walton tell me the truth? Like if you're ever like, I heard that lady one time, would she tell the truth? Is to watch yourself as you read a sales page that you really want to purchase, right? So we all know there are times something's come out or something's happening and it's like, oh gosh, I really want this thing. The next thing we usually say is I hope I can afford it. Right. That is a very normal human response. So what's happening there. And this is so important to remember on our sales page structures, right? So what's happening there is first emotion, always emotion. That's why you're thinking of the image and the title. And then you're thinking of the big promise. Yes. That would be amazing. Never have to pull my jeans over my stomach again. Right. And now you're going through, but what would that actually take? What is that going to look like? So then what starts to happen are the, the big questions, which is, but will I do that? That's what the customer, but will I do that? Will I do that? I don't know if I'll do that. So we have to talk about them. And that's, we all know that we use testimonials there or client, you know, um, stories so that we can have them recognize that, oh, if she did it. I can do it. Right. And you'll literally start to see that. I've seen that on sales page copy lately. People are like, let me just be transparent. I'm going to use this example because if she can do it, you can do it. I'm like, oh my gosh, we've turned into infomercials from the 1980s, <laughs> but it's true. Yeah. Right. So that's what that's addressing is that psychological question of, yeah, but will I do what I need to do? Mm -hmm. Um, And then behind that is, is this the right thing to help me do what I need to do? Right. So all that's happening. So as we're addressing, the first is the emotion and the big promise. The second is actually talking about the nuts and bolts of that. Like, what is this journey? Like, how does somebody go through this journey to cause the, the never pull on the gene? Like how am I going to have to eat cardboard and celery? Like what seriously Mm -hmm. tell me, right. Those things are coming up. That is still all emotional. And then at the very end, is the logical, which is okay. So how much, but can I afford it? Mm
0: -hmm. And this
1: question comes also as will there be a return on investment, depending on what it is as a business coach, I have to answer that question, right? Like you want your business to grow if you work with me. So we got to talk about that Yeah, really direct. Right. Um, I know you know that too, right? So looking at that is that is the very last penny to drop is, is this logical, Mm-hmm. So the emotion and the thought process has happened psychologically. And at the bottom is, it's got to make sense.
0: Mm. It
1: has to make sense. So there's lots of ways to address that. And um, there's uh, relativity, right? So I've seen like really expensive skincare that's like outrageously expensive. It's like, it's only 62 cents a day. And you're like, oh, it's not so bad, right? <laughs> and that's like positioning. You're like, oh, I can do that, right? Or the for the cost of pizza on Friday night, you could have X. And that's just that price positioning where the brain logically goes, oh, okay, I got it. That makes sense. Um, And that we have to give that to people. People have to understand that it makes sense. Um, And that is not just, I think a lot of mistakes I see on sales pages are people saying the value of this is this, and this value is this, and this value is this. So it's really worth $25 million, but you're only going to pay $199. And they're like, this is BS. There's a disconnect
0: there. It
1: doesn't work. Yeah. So that can work if it's a sale. Or if it's a promotion for a certain amount of time where it's explained why that's happening. Yeah. But to say that something is super expensive and it's only going to cost this much for you, the brain, the brain twinges at that. It's like, oh, I'm about to get ripped off, or oh, maybe this really isn't worth it. And it's really weird because you think you're saying, look how value, much value I am giving you. And now we've made it about us again. Yeah. Right. And you can't so back it's it like up. Yeah. And that's not going to work. So, um, you can always do price positioning that way, sort of, as long as it's like, listen, if you invest, I'm just going to make up numbers. If you invest $10,000 and you make $25,000 your first month, the question is to the brain, would that be worth it for you?
0: Mm-hmm. And then you That's stop. so much better. Yeah.
1: Right. Would that be worth it for you? And that to me is the question on the sales page that must be answered by the bottom.
0: Mm-hmm. Will that
1: be worth it for you? Because it's not up to us. It's up to them. And that shows respect um, and understanding for the individual who's trying to make the decision.
0: Yeah. And that doesn't make them feel bad about questioning the price either. It's like it shows that you understand that they want to make sure it's worth making the purchase and you don't Mm -hmm. shy away from it. And I think that's a really good... Thing to have in there because you know, you're right. Anytime I'm on a sales page, and it doesn't matter if I've got all the money there, like if I could pay it like that, or if I'd have to do payment plan, either way, it doesn't matter. I'm still kind of going with, yeah, but what's going to justify me spending this money? Especially when, like most entrepreneurs, I've started this year going, I'm not buying any more courses, <laughs> well not. Words, right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And then immediately, immediately, I see something I want. Yeah, so you got to kind of go over that hump without being. Sleazy salesy or right. or fake salesy because you're right. When people do that value thing, a, a value ladder that's done well and can back itself up, I love that where they're like, yeah, you know, if you had somebody come to your house and do it in person, you'd be paying this. Right. When it's true. It with- and that's true. And then to do it yourself, yes. it's like, you'd pay this. And then I can say that. But when somebody just goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to throw in a bonus masterclass that's worth $70,000. I'm like, what? No, a masterclass. What, what? class is
1: worth it? I mean, come on, you guys, stop exactly. it. Stop yes. it with that nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, what the other thing that does that I just really, I mean, I, I say that, you know, my space is ethical sales. And that just makes my blood boil is when people make stuff up to pressure people. And like people are crying when they're buying stuff. That is the opposite.
0: No, you of want to how be. It feel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You should be. I mean, and the example I always give is like, you know, we have um, the discount shoe, shoe stores here called Payless Shoe Stores, right? I don't oh, know if they're. We um, do too. They, yeah, you do. Okay. I'm like, I don't know how they're international. So we have Payless, right? And you can buy, go there and buy a pair of heels, and life is great. Probably forty bucks, thirty bucks, forty bucks, right? Great, no problem. Or you can go buy some Jimmy shoes for six hundred. Mm. They're both shoes. They're both shoes, right? But the experience of walking across the floor in Jimmy shoes versus the experience of walking across the floor in pale shoes is very different, right? Very different. That's what yeah. you want to create? That should be the feeling. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just bought these. I'm so excited. That should be the feeling, not tears. Not, mm-hmm. oh my God, I have to, because if I don't, what are you talking about? No course is going to make or break your life. Yeah, I cannot stand that. So that is such a crock of hooey. So we don't ever want to do that to anyone. Let's respect the human beings who are, you know, I mean, do you know how much courage it takes to read a sales page? I mean, mm-hmm. if we're honest, it actually takes a lot of courage, right? Because people are like, oh, I really want this. Oh my God. Like they're already going through this. It's like, Can you respect the fact that they've spent time there? That they're like looking at this for themselves and then you ask them, would it be worth it for you? It's not up to us. It's up to them. And let's put that respect and that decency back in sales pages and give people the opportunity to choose. They're not morons. They can choose. They know, right? No. And if you're finding it's not working, put more joy into it, put more excitement into it, put more celebration into it, not pressure. Yes. I don't want to be pressured into that. It's gross. No. So I think as we're changing and evolving, let's put ourselves into it, put your personality into it, make it sound like you have some fun, celebrate the joy of the other person and what's possible for them and get out of your own way. <laughs> like we don't matter. We're not we're not in that part.
0: Like let them do that for themselves. They're brilliant. They can do it. That explains why as a consumer, I always gravitate to the sales pages that have that excited high energy vibration, that good time we're going to have fun with this. This is going to feel great feeling as opposed to the sales pages that go if you don't buy this, you are going to suffer. Like you are going to your life is going to be crap. That feeling on a sales page, I'm always like, no, I don't want to be in that energy. Who funny. does? Yeah. Who da- like
1: like it's not already hard enough, everything we're all doing. <laughs> now we have to be told if we don't do what someone else
0: says, we're even worse off. No, yeah. thank you. No, yeah. thank you. you. You can create a gap and bridge it in a good, fun way, in a way that makes that. me go, yes, I want that. I do want that. I've been thinking about that. That would feel good to me as opposed to, whoa, this big, like, cavern of here's where you are now and if you don't take action, you basically, everyone's going to die and you're going to be depressed forever <laughs> and you're going to be broke and live on the street. Like, that's, uh, nothing. That does, maybe it's true, but it doesn't feel good. I'm not going to action that even if I buy it. I'm just going to buy it because um, I feel really bad if I don't. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And is that how you want people to think about your
0: brand and your business is I feel really bad. That's why I'm here. Ew. Exactly. No, I want the online version of people who go, I want to hang out with you because I love being around you and you inspire me and you motivate me and you show me ways to do things that feel good. That's what I want. I want the online version of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And we deserve it. We all deserve that as that is what life is about, right? When you're really growing and challenging yourself and expanding and trying something new, it is exciting. And it should be celebrated because that's what makes humanity amazing is when we stretch ourselves. So let's talk about
0: that, right? Let's make that amazing. Yes. All right. So what about when you're talking about your offer? If you're doing a product or a program or a coaching package or something that people can tangibly touch, here's where I find a lot of people get stuck. They'll talk about what is in their thing. (laughs) Like there are six videos and stuff like that. And I'm like, hmm. The, I don't care how many videos are in there. Sometimes it might seem like that's too much stuff in there and then I don't want to buy it because I have to work too hard. What are your thoughts on the things that are in there as mm-hmm. opposed to how my life is going to change for the better when you're talking on a sales page? Yeah. I mean, you already said it. Nobody cares. We <laughs> care.
1: <laughs> we care because we have to do all the work to create it. All right, nobody cares. Nobody cares. They do not care. I mean, what they what do they need to know, right? What do people actually need to know as far as features versus results, right? So the results are the big promise. We hit that first. We talk about that because that's why we're doing what we're doing is to give yeah. that to the world, right? Yeah. And that has people go, yes, please. Thank you so much. And then what do they need to know in order to make sure it's right? They probably need to know timing.
0: Mm-hmm
1: right? Um, They probably need to know if there are specific calls at specific times. They might need to know how much time it's going to take each week. Right, That's practical. They're going to need to know how much it costs. They're probably going to need to know your refund policy. Mm -hmm. And outside of that, they don't care. They do not care, right? Because if they want the result, they're going to do what it takes. They've already answered that question. Remember, they were like, oh, will I do this? And that's when you talk about all the people who've done it. Right. Or if you've, d- if you're just starting out, you did it. Right. Or you did this with a friend and they gave you a testimonial. It's possible. It's been done. This is doable. This yeah. person's just like you. Right. So that's already kind of been handled. Um, and so at this point, nobody cares. I love everybody listening. You've probably worked really hard. No one cares. I'm so sorry. <laughs> just
0: don't we care. don't, we don't care don't about worksheets. Don't, don't please does- do does- not tell me. It doesn't make me decide to buy. If I'm like, oh. oh, I'm on the fence about it. And then you go, but there are three worksheets in there. I don't go, yeah, Ugh. no, now I'm sold. <laughs> now I don't want it. Yeah, like, ew, gross. I don't care about that. I want
1: the transformation. I want the big promise. I want to know who else is going to be in here with me or I want to know what it's going to be like on the other side of the page, right? When I hit, when I put in my credit card information and there's a thank you page. Yes. By the way, that's another great place to talk about the transformation, not the features. Um, and this idea that I think what I, one I... One of the reasons I think we feel inclined to talk about what's in it is when we've worked really hard Mm -hmm. to create the thing that we're selling, right? We're like, excuse me, please. There's a lot in here. This is really great, right? And we want to talk about that. Um, So I think that's where that inclination comes from. But the other thing is we think it makes it feel more valuable and it actually doesn't. It completely detracts. So you want to think about it kind of like a car, right? I don't care. What, how many horse, whatever, I don't even know what that means. I don't, you know what I care about? I care about whether or not the steering wheel is heated because I'm always cold and -hmm. I care about the color, the end, right? As long as it doesn't break down, I'm fine. Right. And you Mm -hmm. want to think about your offer, kind of like a car, whatever's important to you about a car. Do you see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It's never going to be every single thing. You aren't going to care about the four wheel drive. If you don't live in snow, you're not going to care about automatic unless, you know, that's, what's really important to you. You're not going to care about all those things. You're going to care about one or two things. You mm-hmm. have to recognize your customers exactly the same. They care about one or two things. They care about the big promise, and they want to make sure they can actually do it. Yeah. Outside of that, they do not care.
0: Yeah, you're I'm right. Welcome. You're right. I've never bought <laughs> a car based on the text. <laughs> Yeah. I bought <laughs> a car based on how I feel driving it, but I've never cared what's under the hood or. Nope. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. That is such a good example. That was like a aha moment just there. Ah. <laughs> you know, I've heard you talk about <clears throat> evidence planting your flag as a business owner. Mm. I know that's going to be new to some of our listeners. So can you run us through that while you're here?
1: Yeah. So evidence, it's funny. Evidence, I talk about one of my favorite phrases. <laughs> it's terrible. It's um. if three people tell you you're drunk, lie down. Oh. And where that oh. comes from... <clears throat> It's a funny story. It doesn't matter what that story is, but the idea is if more, if people keep coming to you for something over and over and over, there's evidence there that you're really good at it. Oh, yeah. You need to listen to that. Three people tell you you're drunk, lie down. That's what you're here to do. And it's okay. Unless you hate it, right? Like some people are like, oh, everybody wants me to be an opera singer. And I hate singing. That's different. That's not what we're talking about. Let's say, you know, you are, I am a coach. For spiritual people and corporate people keep coming to you over and over and over and over, and they are paying you gobs of money. Three people tell you you're drunk, lie down. It's okay. Mm -hmm. That ability, like that influx of revenue, as I call it, right? And I can get a little woo-woo on this. So hang on to your hats and glasses. But I like woo-woo. You know, it's this idea that if you really are attracted to spiritual people, say, and you really want to end up like building up that part of your business, well. I believe the universe would not have given you that idea if it wasn't going to back you with money. I, I just don't believe that's impossible, right? Yeah. So when we find someone struggling to launch this part, but they're getting paid bucket loads over here, mm-hmm. that's the universe providing evidence that yes, here's the money for you to do that and grow that other side of your business but this is what you're good at. This is where people are finding value. You can take that value and add it more into what you want to end up doing in the future, but don't be afraid to do this now. Mm -hmm. And using the evidence of where people are coming to you, I think is so important. And another example of this I love to give was like one of my very, very first one-on-one clients ever. And I'm so proud because she's wildly successful. I was like, well, that worked, (laughs) but it was like, oh, got lucky there. You know, it was that kind of feeling. She's so wonderful. Um, and her name is Tasha Blasi, and she helps women get pregnant through IVF. Oh. And she came to me and was like, I think she's like, I hate my corporate job. I got to quit. Um, I think I want to help wealthy women organize their closets. And I was like, do you really? Like, I was like, let's sit down and work through a day of that with me. And she was like, oh, hell no, I don't want to do that. No. I said, great. What do people come to you for?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: she said, well, it took two rounds of IVF to have my firstborn and then another eight to have my second. So I've been through 10 rounds of, and I'm like my jaws on the floor, right? She's like, Oh, women call me from all over the country to ask me what to expect. What is it like? How do I not make the shots hurt? How do I deal with the two weeks between the implantation and the pregnancy test without losing my freaking mind? And the stress is bad, like all this stuff. And so I looked at her, I said, you know, what else have you done in your life? And she said, well, I was a biology teacher. I'm like, mm-hmm. And she's gorgeous, right? I was like, have you ever been on video? Her sister's in TV. I was like, okay, here's what we're going to do. I said, how about we create a course where you teach women how to get pregnant through IVF? I said, what's your success rate? She said, a hundred percent. I said, I'm sorry, what? She said, every woman I talk to gets pregnant. I'm like, okay. Okay. Right. And then we had to have a conversation. She's like, well, I can't charge for this. I'm like, Oh my God. I go, how much is a round of IVF? And I forget the number. It was outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. It's unbelievably expensive. Um, I said, if you save them from three extra rounds, rounds, yes. You're saving them tens of thousands. of right." So she was like, it took a while, right. But now she's, she's, she's doing, I think, I don't even know. It's in the high six figures per month. And there are now hundreds of human beings on the planet because they've taken her work, right. They have taken yeah. her classes. They work with her. She coaches them. She's got nutrition coaches. She's got Zen coaches. She's got all these people to support these extraordinary women going through this harrowing experience. Mm-hmm. And it's working still has a hundred percent success rate, right, by the way.
0: Wow. And they feel amazing. And they do feel it, amazing compared they to through before. It. Yes. and they're
1: like throwing money at her face, right. As they should, it's going to save them so much. Like all day I'd pay you $10,000. Yes. So have to pay, pay, pay. All day I right. do that. Right. That was evidence. Yes. Oh my what God. are people calling? You? It never occurred to her that she could do that as a living. I'm like, of course you can. Mm-hmm. I just paid a woman. I just sent all my son's soccer jerseys to a woman in Colorado here in the States. And she sent me back a quilt with all of his, I was like, thank you. That was amazing. You can make a business out of anything, but you've got to look at the evidence. And that includes, even if you already have a business, you've got to look at the evidence of what people are currently paying you for. And if you hate it, which I get, some people are like, I don't want to do this anymore. Got it. What mm-hmm. can you use that revenue to support you with while you pivot? Yes. And when you pivot, or if you're already really happy, you've got to plant your flag, mm-hmm. right? And that means you've got to say what you actually do. Stop hedging, Ooh, right? I so know. my, my, my actual coach right now, by the way, she used to coach anybody with a business and now she only does coaches. That mm-hmm. was so scary for her as an example, terrifying. She's now making five times as much as she used to yeah, because she planted her flag. Right, and that idea that you say this space is mine, this is what I do, and I ended up doing that really around sales, which, hi, scared the crap out of me. Like I'm some Mormon kid from Utah. I'm like, who the heck? What am I sales? I was like, and yet when I look at what I end up teaching or where people have the most success, it's when I sit down and talk to them about sales, which usually pivots into my favorite part which is the human development piece and the abundance piece and yes. all of the mindset work that has to happen back there. Because in my book, tw- sales is like 20% of the success, the strategy, the pieces you need in place, the structure this. That's like 20% of the success, the 80%. Mindset. Success, yeah. And so yes. my flag is sales. And on the back end, I get to teach all about personal development and all about abundance. And that's where the magic happens.
0: Yeah. I love that. I yeah. love that. You're right. And that's and I do something similar with mine because people come to me because they want hacks, system hacks, process hacks. How do you sure. do this quickly and easily? And I'm like, yeah, no, I'll give you what you want. But actually what we're doing is working out how to get into a state of flow and make sure you're doing what you love and find the easier, good-feeling version of doing things. And a lot of that is mindset too and a lot of that is boundaries. They don't come to me for boundaries. They come to me for, for process because- hacks But really, it's all about mindset and boundaries. And oh, my gosh, that's so true. Love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Wow. Yeah. I don't even think I like purposely really zeroed in on that myself until just then. So, yeah.
1: No, you're (laughs) right. Amazing. Um, Well, three people told you you were drunk. You were like, I will system. I will. I will hack your systems. Meanwhile, yes, come here. we're going to talk about this thing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's really great.
0: I really like, too, how for the listeners who are like, I haven't found my thing yet, you mentioned mm. a little thing where you said, okay, so your friend was going to go this way, you ended up going this way. And then you said, if you're not sure you want to do it, that's okay. You can still pivot, but you're going to get paid really well while you pivot. As soon as yes. you said, yeah, we create a course, I'm like, ah, oh, ding, 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 you make it a course format that frees you up even more as you're getting paid so that you can pivot when you're ready but you're still making a really good income without logging it out 24 7 in the meantime so I really like that course feature in there yeah oh my gosh you have made sales really really fun today and I have never come across people who are like where I go oh I could talk about sales for another two hours it was you know. No, it's so so much fun. It's the best. You made it fun. You made it fun. Like, honestly, I think, okay, so what we should do then is for anybody listening today, if you two of you been listening in and gone, oh, okay, well, sales doesn't feel like big pressure anymore. It actually feels like something exciting and fun that I could talk about and do easily. Let's show people where they can get more from you. Cause I know you've got a resource that helps people out with uh, revenue. And yeah, let's talk about that.
1: Yes, please. So you guys, here's the deal. You know, we were talking about mistakes today, things that people do on, on their sales pages, right? Well, I have something else for you that are just like common sales mistakes. Remember we were talking about the sales page, like they get pressury and we talk about features yeah. and we sort of fix that today. It's like, Oh, I don't have to do that. I get to have fun on this. Well, I have another resource for you. And it's the top three sales mistakes that kill revenue. And there's so much fun and it's going to be just like this. It's super easy, but it's also in conversation. It's on sales calls and it's on sales in general. And so you guys can go grab that. It's at sarahwalton.com slash sales mistakes. I try to make things easy, yeah. um, but it's yeah, sales mistakes over at sarahwalton.com. You guys can grab that. And so we talk about the three mistakes, how to fix them, just like we did today. And then we kind of back that up on how you figure that out and increase the revenue so that you
0: can make sales
1: even more fun on an ongoing basis
0: i love that oh that's perfect for anyone who's been listening today and goes okay great i'm ready to do something but what do i do first what do i yes (laughs) yeah let's take out the things that aren't making it great and then focus on the things that will make it amazing okay i will leave a link to that resource in the show notes so people can just find it nice and easy and also if they want to chat with you is instagram the way to do it or facebook or through your website where can people find more from you such a good question. Well, I'm almost
1: always on Instagram. <laughs> always not. That's dang. terrible. That's a terrible thing for me to say because I'm mostly <laughs> in my business. But no, I. What I love about um, Instagram is video is Just my medium. I just love love video. Um, and so we have a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. which is the Sarah Walton, and then we have Instagram, which is the same, the Sarah Walton. Not because I'm the Sarah Walton, but people keep taking my dang name, so I oh, to put a, the in front of it. You know, a lot like, of Sarah Waltons, <laughs> Yeah, and what I love about Instagram is it's mostly DMs, which I really appreciate because I think. With my content, people get nervous, right? They don't want to say, I just bombed last month. I made twenty thousand dollars last month and I made zero dollars this month. I'm a loser, right? Like they don't want to put that in a comment. Yeah. And so people DM stuff like that, which I really appreciate. So you guys can absolutely snag me there. And if you want more of tons of free resources over on YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I have a weekly show there called Sarah Uncut, where heaven help us all, I just turn on my phone and start talking. We never know what's gonna happen. Um, no, but it's really fun and I love coming up with great topics for you guys on that. Um, and uh uh, and so you can catch me there too. If you're like, what is this lady really like? You'll, you'll find out. <laughs> that's good. Because I know <laughs> sometimes when
0: you meet someone and you're like, wow, they just made this way easier and way more fun. You just want to go binge on their stuff, right? And go, what oh, else can I yeah. talk about? Yeah, yeah. yeah, That's really good. Okay. I'll leave links to all your social stuff in there too. So people can go and find you nice and easy and connect with you on Instagram. I love DMs too. It's like, it's mm-hmm, a yeah. nice way to chat with people and actually help and connect with people without Having to do it formally via email, I always feel like it's too too corporatey on email. I know we've changed so much, haven't we? Where we're like, yeah.
1: mm, I don't want to talk to you like that. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody Instagram, I can actually
0: show my real personality. So yeah, yes, yeah, 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 it's really, fun. really. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been the best chat. I really, uh-huh. I'm so glad you came on the show, Sarah. This has been really, really helpful. I've got ideas now. I'm going to be going and looking at my sales pages now. and being like, right, let's look at the top. Let's look at this.
1: Yes. The <laughs> this yeah. business asset. Yeah. I love you, business asset. I'm going <laughs> to take care of
0: you. Let's not stress about how many worksheets anymore. <laughs> It's going to be so good. This has been awesome. All right, cool. Well, everybody out there, I hope you have enjoyed listening to our conversation as much as we have enjoyed having it. Let us know on Instagram what your thoughts are about the episode. You can find Sarah. I'll leave a link to Sarah. I'll leave a link to me as well. And also you can go ahead and leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts. I think you can do it on Spotify now too because we want to know, are we talking about topics that you love? Are we talking about the things that you are wanting to learn about? If you have an idea on what you want us to cover, just let us know. Happy to help anytime. Okay. So I will see you all in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.